Dear Old State is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know that Penn State ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Penn State basketball is starting up, and I can assure you there are tickets available there. And uh, Penn State football, still two home games left. Penn State, Indiana, I believe tickets may be going fast for that one. And Penn State Rutgers, of course, the end of the season. Nittany Lions are 8-0. and So if you want a convenient way to get football tickets, get to the last two home games, uh, Game Time is your answer. Head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. <music> Welcome back to Dear Old State. I am Matt Brown, college football editor for The Athletic, and I am joined by Audrey Snyder, our Penn State writer. It is an off week for the Nittany Lions, or we're coming off an off week, but a lot to get to. It is a huge week with Penn State versus Minnesota, 8-0 versus 8-0. Audrey, how did the off week treat you? Well, Matt, it was a good weekend. I watched a little bit of football, but I was out of town. I was in Baltimore for a friend's wedding, so... Hanging out there, caught up with some friends from college, friends from elementary school, Matt. A lot of people who have all kinds of blackmail on me from over the years. Uh, No, no, but it it was fun. I got back to town Sunday just in time to watch the Packers play like garbage. And here we are, Monday, back to dear old state, back to a game week, Matt. And it's the uh, week one of the college football playoff rankings coming this week. Big week. Yeah, playoff rankings will be up Tuesday night. I mean, Penn State is still number five in the AP poll. Um, we'll see. I think they'll probably be five on Tuesday night, but sometimes the committee surprises us with, uh, you know, the first rankings. And when you look at resumes, Penn State does have two wins over teams that are ranked in the AP poll that will be ranked in the playoff rankings in Michigan and Iowa. Uh, Alabama and Clemson do not. They have none. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but it is – our unexpected new game of the year. I mean, obviously Penn State, Ohio State looms, but we're talking about number five, Penn State, number 13, Minnesota. Noon Saturday, two weeks of buildup for just a pretty shocking battle of eight no teams. It is the first time ever Penn State and Minnesota will meet as with both in the AP poll. So uh, certainly the it's safe to say that the highest stakes ever for the noted governor's victory bell, another wonderful rivalry, Jeffrey, we get to talk about this week. And 11 a.m. kick local time, Matt, which is like the the crazy weird. I mean, we've seen it in the past uh, when Penn State has had some 11 a.m. kicks before. It's I'm sure we'll hear a little bit about it this week. I mean, it's a big game, so probably not as much, but they got to manufacture their own energy. Yeah, it's different. I feel like, you know, usually we talk about those kickoffs. It's Penn State at Northwestern and Northwestern's four and four. And, and it's, it's like you're walking like, into this church. Is, it, this is eight no versus eight no. Like, I don't, if you need help getting motivated, uh, that's a problem. So I, I think this is like different circumstances. I don't. I don't know if it helps I, I Penn State because it, it's not a night game, but maybe it does. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see because I, I think this is so much of where you kind of learn a little bit about the team and the preparation. And I'll go back to Matt 
when Penn State played Maryland coming off that first bye week, I mean, they were, yes, it was Maryland, big game on the road, it was a night game, but Penn State came out sharp, and they, you know, credit it to the preparation leading up to that game, they took advantage of the extra week, and what we have to find out this week is, okay, how healthy are they, right, how much was the beneficial, how beneficial was the bye week in that regard, because, Last we talked, John Reed was banged up coming off the last game. Noah Kane was banged up coming off the last game. Trent Gordon. Uh, James Franklin said early last week he didn't think that any of those injuries were going to kind of linger or carry over. But we'll have to see. Uh, we'll hear from Franklin Tuesday at his weekly news conference. We'll hear from players Tuesday and Wednesday. And then we will speak with one of the assistant coaches. We'll find out later today which one uh, on Thursday. So really not a whole heck of a lot to get to just yet, Matt, early in the week. Of course, with no game uh, to dissect, but was there any any good scoreboard watching for you? Anything that Penn State fans should take away from this past weekend in that regard when so many of the, the best teams were not playing? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was that kind of week. Four of the top five were off. Minnesota was also off. Uh, two undefeated teams did lose, but they were the group of five undefeated teams. App State lost last Thursday, and SMU lost to Memphis on Saturday. So not much really changed for Penn State. So with the off week, with not much happening over the weekend as it goes with Penn State, we decided to do something a little bit different this week. Uh, Audrey, you know, we're, well, first we're going to we'll talk about Minnesota more in depth on our Thursday subscriber-only podcast. So please subscribe to The Athletic. Check us out on The Athletic app. That is our typical game preview podcast. It will be again this week. So we did something different this week um, without a game to talk about. And Audrey, you mentioned that about catching up with old friends this weekend. You did catch up with somebody else who's familiar to Penn State fans Mm -hmm. coming into the week as well. So we're going to have an interview for this podcast. Audrey caught up with uh, one of the most beloved Penn State players of all time, I think it's fair to say. And one of the most important players of all time, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Former All-American linebacker Michael Motti. Audrey caught up with him recently. And uh, Audrey, tell us what you and Michael talked about here. Yeah, you know, we kind of caught up, talked a little bit about everything in terms of, uh, you know, how Penn State's gotten to this point and so much of 2011 and 2012 and how those guys, you know, did they ever imagine that Penn State would would be back here this quickly and stay back here? But one of the big things we talked about is there is an Iron Lions film that's coming out in 2020. They're still working to solidify a date for that. Uh, but there's a test screening of the film that's coming up here in a couple weeks in State College uh, in at the State Theater. So I'm going to be at that. Uh, Michael's going to be back in town for that as well. And, you know, Matt, there have been so many films that, that have been done about Penn State, about what happened here in 2011, what happened here in 2012, the scandal, all those kinds of things. But this film, Iron Lions, is one that focuses primarily on the football team and it's a documentary about what was happening you know in that building during 2011 during 2012 and the moniker for the film is kind of you know Penn State's greatest eight and four team ever because of course it was so unprecedented what these guys were going (laughs) through and I'm curious to see the film because I know they got Bill O'Brien who sat down with them for it Michael's been instrumental in the film and actually will get um, a credit for it for all of his help with it. So he said he's, you know, that's been really cool as he kind of gets into this business that's totally different than he, you know, ever expected, than anything he ever planned to do. But they talked with Silas Red in the film. So really, so many of the key players from 2011, from 2012, the whole kind of sanction era with Bill O'Brien, 
I I'm very curious. Michael said that uh, he has not seen the entirety of the documentary yet, but they've been working on it for more than a year. So at this point, there's going to there's be a test screening coming up here in a couple weeks at the State Theater. But, you know, my uh, man, I, th- I think we, I don't know if you have, I've watched all of the films that have come out about this subject matter just to see, you know, how are they done. I watched Paterno on HBO, Happy Valley documentary way back when, all those kinds of things. You read all the books, but... What struck me from my conversation uh, with Michael Maudie was that there was, and it shouldn't be surprising, but there were so many companies that were interested in doing this film specifically about, you know, the 2012 team that his job as one of the leaders on the team, you know, you kind of think, okay, he essentially helped save Penn State football um, during the dark ages. But then you say, okay, we're now years removed from it. And he was adamant that they had to find the right company, the right filmmakers to do this film. And he said, I'm just not handing our story off to anybody. This is our story. We want it to be told the best way possible. This is a story about those guys who were in that locker room, who decided to stay together, um, how they did it, all those kinds of things. So um, really, really interesting catching up with Mike. Um, But without further ado, we will get to the interview with Michael Motti here on Dear Old State. And we started by discussing... Penn State's quick turnaround. I mean, you think about everything that happened in 2011 and 2012 and whether or not Michael Motti thought that the Nittany Lions would be back here where they are now among the top 10 teams in the country after all that transpired here just a few years ago. The way this whole thing is transformed, I mean, did you ever, could you have imagined in 2011, 2012 that it would be kind of, you know, returned to where they are so quickly? Well, that's the ultimate goal. That's why we wanted to do, uh, or that, that's why we did what we did. It was to give to keep this place in in the standing that it, uh, it, that we knew that it could be and it should be. Um, but it, just a credit to a lot of people in between there that since we've left have taken the reins and you know with, between Coach O'Brien, really Coach Franklin, and what he's done with that program and and the, and the coaches and players that have that committed to to come. Uh, to play for Penn State after we did and kind of uphold that traditions. And when you kind of look at everything, I mean, you, you lived it, <laughs> you know, you know, the deal, you went through it, you had perspective on everything that's happened here that, you know, a lot of us never will have. Uh, you were in those meetings, in those conversations. What stands out to you, Mike, when you look at kind of the whole body of work that was 2011, 2012, what, Looking back on it now with the benefit of, benefit of hindsight perspective kind of stands out to you about that those particular teams because the farther away we get from it, you know, I think there's always – you're educating more people on it, which I'm sure, of course, is, is what the film's going to do too. Yeah, and I think um, that looking back, it was – you know, still – trying to appreciate the gravity of it and because I was just so young and we were well we all were as far as players but um, there was you know starting in 2011 you you realize you were at the epicenter of, of an entire you know organization the culture of you know, university that was kind of cracking at the foundations and crumbling really and you were smack right in the middle of it but there's just a there's just so many guys that had to grow up so quickly Starting with the year, the class above me, that the 2000, 
2011 class. You know, those seniors and, um, you know, Devin Still, Jurassic Torino, those guys, um, Sue Kay and um, Derek Moy. All the, I mean, I could go on, but those guys really had took the brunt of it from the beginning. Yeah, those They were seniors, you know. Their senior year got kind of – I don't want to say it was ruined, but really it was kind of <laughs> tarnished because the fact that there was so much going on off the field and outside of the building. But, um, you know, Coach Paterno gets fired in midweek. We're about to go to play Nebraska on Saturday. Um, how do you, you know, what happens it, behind the closed doors uh, to try and prepare for a game, you know, let alone deal with the the, the fallout uh, from that mm-hmm. year. And then um, – but. It, there's just so many other people that help keep this thing afloat. You know, I mean, I, this documentary that we've been working on, it's um, just tells that story uh, from a lot of different perspectives. And to just say, here, Hey, here's a bunch of guys that, that do what we had to do to kind of keep this thing um, afloat. And it really tells how close it was to not floating. <laughs> it was <laughs> until we, you know, we had to pad some serious holes, but, um, you know, and make sure that we still even had a boat. So that was kind of, and it's just unprecedented, and, and it just tells you the, the kind of um, the character and the integrity of the people that were in that building that kind of hold it together, and just the pride that we have in the place that has done so much for the community of Penn State and and, and just the university as a whole, the, the pride that every Penn Stater has in the in the program and the school that they went to. And one of the interesting things that, and it's, it feels like, I mean, at least from my perspective, still living in State College, working here, in many regards, it feels like, you know, 2011, 2012 was forever ago. And I saw a thing popped up on my Facebook page the other day. It was like, oh, you know, on this day in 2011, it's the photo of, you know, a snowy beaver stadium, which ended up being like, that was Joe Paterno's 409th win. And that was like, I mean, nobody knew what was coming the following week. And I think it was easy to forget because I think you guys were like eight and one at that point when Nebraska came to town. Does that seem like, I mean, does that feel like forever ago to you? It does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 20, 2011 certainly does. And that, cause that was a, and that was really when we got, we were fresh and we hadn't dealt with any crisis, uh, you know, before that. So so that was kind of our first introduction to that. And and then as the year got, went on, you know, we kind of uh, learned kind of learned on the fly. And then in 2012 was just so intense as far as, you know, keep the way that we had to respond to keep things together, um, you know, as a senior class, as a coaching staff of the program that – that um, that is, it does seem like you know. There's days that it seems like, man, I felt like yesterday, but but it's been a long, it's been a long, uh, let's say, seven years for sure. I can't believe it's been that long, but it definitely, considering the things that have happened in between now and then, um, <laughs> no, it's it's uh, no time goes. That's for sure. Oh yes, it's uh, it keeps keeps going, and one of the things, and I'm. Assuming that the film's probably going to touch on this too, but I remember bits and pieces of it and the fact that you guys, Charlie Mike, became such a a phrase for you guys, such a mantra. Uh, 
Mike, what do you remember of how you guys got that? Because if I recall, there was a Navy SEAL who came in and talked to you guys and kind of then set the tone for 2012 in a way, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, and a lot of, uh, a lot of that we'll, we talk about in the film. Um, whenever we had a, a former alumni, or not, a, well, he's an alumni, but yeah. a former, the walk-on, uh, Rick Hawk Slater, he was a Navy SEAL, and he came and spoke with us or spoke to us early on in training camp and kind of, um, you know, introduced that message to us about, you know, CEM, Charlie, Mike Minnan, um, to continue the mission of Penn State, which is, you know, a term that they use in the in the uh, SEAL ranks that he was, you know, he kind of gave us that mentality. Well, next the next day we had it on our shirts and we had it every <laughs> so we used that and ran with it. And it we, you know, we took that message to heart, so – and we'll, you know, I'm not sh- sure how much I can give away as far as the details, given the fact that we do have a film about it, which I wanted to say, you know, watch the movie and we'll, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. but because we go into it and it's a very, um, you know, you kind of feel the, not kind of, but you, you know, you'd be able to feel the, the intensity and the, the emotion of it, that behind the scenes, which was, you know, it was a nonstop fight to, hold this thing together and because this was on our you know it was on our watch it was on our our plate because we just were happened to be at that place at that particular time no one else could do that job so um you know that's what made it you know we had to as far as i was concerned and as far as the rest of the seniors and coaches were concerned and i think too i mean it's and you guys were what like 21 22 at that point (laughs) you know trying to, to hold this thing together yeah, that well, the year, look, we had the thing about about it all is that the 2011 was a good football team. You know, we had a, we had a, yeah. a, a pretty good defense. We I know we were at least I, don't, I can't you know recall the the ranking as far as the defense was concerned, but we were a good defense. We have you know there was NFL guys littered on that defense, and um, so we had to win like the, one of the last three games of that season. Just and we would have you know, split the Big Ten, I believe, if that's if my memory serves, or we would have had a chance to um you know, have a have an opportunity to go to the I don't know, was it the Big Ten championship at the time? Did they ha- they had that? Yes, I think you would have been would have been before that. But you guys Okay, so that's... we had a that's what it was. We had a chance to split it the tie the Big Ten yeah. with either Ohio State or another or somebody. Um I guess it has been <laughs> because it has felt like a long time. Audrey says I um, been hitting the head a lot since then. Um, <laughs> kidding, but no. But so we had in the Nebraska. We had to win one of the last three. So we went Nebraska, um, somebody else, and then Wisconsin. And then we dropped. We've lost all three of those games. And because look, it was there was so much distraction. And then, uh, but but then even the next year we come in, we got thirty five seniors, thirty three seniors, and you know we're going into this thinking, hey, we still got a good team. We got a lot of talent. And, <laughs> We're looking to compete, you know, for a, a title, a championship in the conference, and and uh, you know, so all this stuff, all these things happen, and and so just the fact that we even had a season, let alone a winning season, uh, was just a, man, it was a testament to all the people in that organization, and you know, you got a, a, a situation where a week before camp, anybody could leave. <laughs> They go anywhere and just play. Open recruiting know, I, season, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I was, had 40 offers the next morning to go anywhere. 
and the, you know here it is the, the building's on fire and you know we you got a bunch of guys that elected to and chose to stay and help put the fire out and then rebuild it you know on the fly so that you know that tells you a lot about the kind of kids um that were in that building and that committed to Penn State and it and the reflection on Penn State as a whole and that was the uh, yeah that was you guys ended up in the the Ticket City Bowl that year in the the midst of like a coaching search chaos and then you guys went to Dallas. Remember, we did. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, well, after the eleven season, yeah, we um, it, which was that was a tough time uh, for the program in general. But there was a lot of there was a lot of things moving and shaking at that point in time. But you know, coming into a lot of unknowns, I would say then. Yeah. But we knew you know it was our it was going to be regardless of who came in to take the reins of the program, it was was still our show. You know, we had put four years, you know, that class, we'd been there, we had, we had, we had seen, you know, how to deal with crisis, how not to deal with crisis, um, and the fact that, you know, we just wanted somebody to come in here and just let us just play football and just <laughs> and worry about football. Um, but, which is what, you know, Coach O'Brien came in and allowed that us to do, but, you know, little did we know and, you know, six months later from then, we'd be dealing with the the sanction situation. But we, uh, you know, we just had to do we just had to do it. I mean, yeah, there there was no script for for. Uh, oops, sorry about that. There was no script for um, any of this any of this stuff. I mean, you couldn't. I don't think in anybody's wildest dreams you could have come up with a plot line that was 2011, 2012 around here. Um, what's the relationship like still, you know, years removed now between you and Zordich and some of those guys? Because usually, you know, you find with teams over the years, like championship teams kind of stay together, but you guys were just so different in everything that you guys have gone through together. Um, are you guys still tight, still talk to guys from that team, that that sort of thing? Yeah, and that's, that's something that's, I'm not going to say it's unique to Penn State, but it's, it's, a tight knit group, regardless of of that. I mean, the alumni, the Penn State football alumni, is a tight group, regardless of whether it's you know guys that my dad played with or um, guys that any generation. You know, we all have that kind of in common. That fraternity is very close, um, and that's something that means a lot to all of us. But this team in particular went through something that no other team went through. And at at any level, really, and so so we got so close in such a short period of time, and and those guys I'm closer with than uh, it doesn't matter how long how much time passes. Is I mean, we went through something together that whether that's I mean that's coaches and players included. I still um, it's like we never left a day. You know, we pick up right where we left off, and and you just have that that connection, uh, that bond that you, you know, you've been through hell essentially and that, uh, you know, you got through it together and you, you know, you fought together. And, and, um, so that, you know, I haven't uh, been on a team like that, that where it meant so much more than just football. Um, so, I mean, even just, even in that, at any level, I could, you know, the next level played five years in the NFL, those, you know, still there was, you, you don't have that kind of, that kind of bond where the, the stakes are so high that you have to become so close. And, and that's part of what the uh, film was get into uh, about those, the back, you know, we're in the facility where it's, you know, the, we had to create our own little, our protective bubble because the, you know, <laughs> it's, 
30, 40 reporters outside every day banging down the door, it's like you, you've got to get tight pretty quickly. Uh, otherwise, um, you know, the thing could fracture, and it was at that point. So that's just a credit to all those guys, and, and uh, they're some of my best friends still, players and coaches. I was going to say, I mean, I know Coach O'Brien, and it seemed like he, especially with hindsight, was just like the perfect hire for that job for the time. The way he kind of interacted with you guys, um, was that – did you know anything about Bill before he was hired, Mike? I mean, was there any – I mean, did you know the name at all or any anything like in that regard? Uh, look, the only thing we knew about him was what we had seen from from New England, the fact that he was, mm-hmm. you know, this he was a, a big-time offensive coordinator from a, a team that was playing in the Super Bowl. So, of course, we all respected him in that degree. Um, but we, we, he immediately had our respect and our attention um, just by the way he handled that whole situation coming into it and the way that he talked to us. He was, you know, always honest up front with us and kind of, and he also knew, and he had that credibility. So, like I said, we had, a, he had a media buy-in from us and we, we respected that because we, we needed him at that point. We just, that the program in hindsight, like you said, I can't imagine anybody doing a better job than he did. And then really to, you know, during that time and then Coach Franklin, what he's done, I mean, it was a perfect compliment. I don't think anybody in hindsight could look at those hires and say that there there could have been many people to step in and fill those roles the way that they have and if Coach Franklin continues to do. So it's been it's been really cool to see that. Oh yeah, it's been quite the quite the transition over the years too. And when you look kind of at at the way everything, you know, has kind of shaken out since then, have you I guess when's the last time you've been back on campus? Have you ever spoken to, you know, these current guys on the team? Is there any, you know, relationships there or is maybe that's something that you'll you'll do when you come back for the film or anything like that? Yeah, well, I, I've, last year I was back. I've been back once a year since. Okay. Um, now, while I was a player, it was harder to get up there. Um, you know, so the last two years yeah. I've been up. Last uh, season I was spent about two weeks up there training with the football team at the facility. And Coach Franklin, was, of course, they um, the hospitality as far as the former guys that coming back. Uh, it was just uh, uh, amazing. I was grateful for that. You know, was able to spend some time with the team with with the guys and. You know, speak to the players, um, just you know about you know, a lot of things, but but mainly just about what they're a part of and you know what they've, what the kind of fraternity they're in and what this means to so many guys uh, that have been here before and that'll come after. So that is, and that's something that Coach Franklin is always preaching. So and I, and that I appreciate it. I don't take for granted. So, um, but yeah, I like to get up there. Uh, we'll be up there again in a couple of weeks to for this, for this film and. And uh, which we're really excited about, uh, you know, getting some some uh, some support with, which I think, you know, after we see it, it'll be, you know, it's, it tells a, an emotional story. So, and I'm not even sure what uh, full disclosure what I'm allowed to say about it, but because I'm so I'm gonna err on the side of uh, of less, but you know, <laughs> give you some more, you know, leave some of the imagination. But uh, it's, it's something that I think that Penn State is a general. Uh, we'll we'll have a we'll take a lot of pride in, and that will that will really show kind of the character on on the whole 
of kind of what we're all about. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, it had to be a delicate balance of finding the right people for this story. You know, it's not like you guys just don't want to hand off what you live to anybody, you know, kind of making sure you have the right people. And um, I guess this, has it been at least a year that you guys have been working on this film? Uh, it's been at least that long. It's probably, you know, wow. it's probably been in the works about two, um, you know, between conversations. And this is, you know, it's, there's been a lot of peop- people that have approached me to make it or, you know, be a part of making it. And I kind of, you know, I don't want to be a, hey, let's make a movie about me. You know, it's not like that. <laughs> I yeah. want to avoid that. I want to, let's tell this story in, um, in a way that's just a fact-based. We get a, all the different perspectives. Let's just, because it was so unprecedented and it was such a, for even just in college football in general. And, but the story is just uh, so many stories in within that. Uh, now, it was for a reason that we all, uh, you know, of course, wish that didn't happen um, given the circumstances. But, okay, now what do you do? Uh, that we're, now that we're thrust into this as kids. And, and so, you know, just between the senior leadership and Coach O'Brien, the back's, you know, behind the scenes, um, and it's really an emotional, uh, it's a gripping uh, story. So I think we didn't want to give that to just anybody with, could, that could throw their own narrative in there because it is such a delicate, you know, when you talk about Coach Paterno and, this, and, and Sandusky in general, um, you know, that's – but, again, those are all things that happened and they're being dealt with. And that, that really, to us, is that's not the story. Uh, you know, the story has been how does this team respond – given those circumstances and you know how does any team respond with any adversity um doesn't matter what it is uh, i think there's so many parallels to to you know just team and adversity and, those, and resiliency and um for for young kids that this could be a, a positive influence for and that they could learn from and so we wanted to you know basically have that film resonate with with those types of audiences and i think this is something that penn state is going to be proud of ultimately and and that you know we could use as a promotional material you know not and that's not to say that it was some kind of inside job look this is an independent deal funded and everything the university had nothing to to do with making this film and that's kind of the way we wanted we didn't want any bias you know we wanted to just tell it like it like it is and and you know when you get in some of these you know how it is when you get in some of these uh, big studios, um, you know they, you know, there's ultimately a narrative that you know, whoever's paying for kind of wants to push. That's just the way that these things work. But I think that we've, you know, the studio, we these guys spent a lot of time with them, vetted them. Like I said, this was the fourth group that has approached me um, to to do this project, and they've really done. Uh, they're really talented, and they've done, uh, I think, a good job. We just, you know, I'm just as a consultant, kind of. You know, here's, just, you guys are in charge of making it. I'm making sure we just do it the right way. And um, and there's a lot of other people that are involved. I'm not going to get into the details of that, but we, um, like I said, uh, it's something I think a lot of people should should see. Just um, not it's not just Penn State. I mean, it's just businesses, corporations, it's other teams around the country at every level. Um, you know, it's about like I said, adversity, resiliency, those kind of those broad themes are all going to be um, displayed, I think, through this story. That's what makes it so uh, such a special story. That's why it's worth telling. 
Oh, yeah, and I think uh, based off the trailers that I've seen online and that kind of thing, um, I think you guys got Silas talking this. I, I know the trailer shows Bill O'Brien in tears. I mean, it looks looks like every angle of this story is, is going to be told, which I don't think we've, even somebody like myself who's covered all of this, I still think, you know, I'll go and see it and probably pick up on things that I didn't know or stuff that you guys you know, didn't, haven't told us over the years or haven't said in our, you know, kind of controlled media setting. So I think there's going to be, going to be a lot to take away from it, kind of from all, all the different audiences. Yeah, like, I agree. And I, and I do, I think, you know, some people, uh, again, I think forget that how emotional, how, how intense this was for a lot, so many guys within that program. And, and uh, I mean, for years, we, you know, this affected us for, you know, that time that we spent and, you know, the ramifications of that. But now, was it all worth it? Absolutely. And we all, um, you know, that's why we're all so, so gratified when we see um, the success that the program's having and the fact that we, you know, hasn't really missed a beat. Uh, with, I mean, hasn't had a losing, losing season in the, since the biggest or the most harsh sanctions since the, Death penalty. So, you know, again, a reflection on the kind of people that are at Penn State and and the people that uh, helped hold that thing together. So we wanted to be able to to um, to to display that. But yeah, it's emotional. I mean, there's a there is uh, it'll be it'll be a we need some some Kleenex in the in the theater. In the sure. state theater, yeah. <laughs> What's the uh, last thing for me, Mike? I've I've taken up enough of your time already, and I appreciate you being willing to, to do this and talk about this. And when you come back to State College, what's like the one, is there one place that you have to go or one thing you have to see or do when you're here? What's the, is there any, any timeless institution in this town that you have to, uh, have to get to? Huh. Um, you know, I got a few back, uh, back corner bars that we, you know, I got to, Got to go check out, you know. But I think yeah. just come some of my old spots, stomping grounds. But but really, it's just it's not about the the this, you know the I guess locations I got to be at. It's it's just the people that I'm going back to to be around and and, and like that's to me that's the most special part of it because uh, it doesn't matter where you're at in any location or any you know. Um, establishment. It's just. It's all about the people, and and those those guys are just so special to me, and the, the things that we've been through together, and and even now the the group that we that have helped us put this film together, uh, and that have worked so hard on it. You know, we've 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 built a great relationship, and and they're they're really, uh, you know, we I've made them kind of Penn State guys, <laughs> and so uh, you know, just by association, and they you know they bought into it. They as they're making it. They're like, you know, wow, man, they just, you know, they, they're kind of, they understand the story as good as anybody and they can understand the intensity of it um, as they're making it. So, no, it really is, uh, the, it's about the people and, and it's just so great to have that, really that that connection and that what that means, it's, it's a part of my my uh, identity, you know, Penn State in general. So I always love going, getting the time to spend back there, for sure. Yeah, so I look forward to uh, to catching the film here in a couple weeks. And uh, I guess, I think, I want to say 2020 is when it goes open to the public, I think. Um, yeah. That's what I read, maybe. Does that, that sound right? It does, and I'm not sure about the details. I, I know we've, uh, yeah. 
you know, there's some big moves being made as far as the distribution and the, where this is going to be able to be shown. I think, you know, the more support we get from, uh, you know, the state community, it's going to be great. Uh, but but outside of that, you know, we I think, again, a lot of these themes resonate to a broad audience, and it's not just one of those, you know, Penn State, um, uh, you know, propaganda type of pieces. It really is a, a story that, you know, this is a college football piece. You know, this is a team piece. A, any team, whether it's corporate, whether it's, um, you know, sports, uh, these things are all uh, a part of that. And so, you know, it's it's. I hope that this reaches that that those people outside of here could could resonate with that too. And they they could see those things. So uh, we'll see where it goes. You know, it's a it's a film. I don't. I'm <laughs> this. I'm new to learning about this industry as well. It's there's a lot of moving parts that go into making a film. So I'm, it's been a learning experience for me as well. But I'm excited about it. Well, I'll see you up there in a couple of weeks for sure. That was Audrey's interview with Michael Motti, former Penn State linebacker. Thank you to Michael for joining the show, for talking to Audrey. Audrey, I hope I feel like we learned a lot from the the interview and a guy who always has interesting perspective uh, for Penn State fans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's one of those things. And like I said in the interview, Matt, I mean, I'm going to go see the film and I am sure I will learn something uh, about it just because, you know, we were never in all those meetings. We weren't the ones, you know, yes, I covered all of it. I was here for it, but we weren't inside the building when kind of it seemed like, you know, the sky was falling around this program and all those kinds of things. So and we'll be sure to talk about it on Dear Old State after I go to the test screening here in a few weeks. I'll report back with anything I found interesting, insightful, what I thought about it. Uh, and we will certainly be sure to let you all know, too, uh, when the release date comes out, where it's going to be shown and all those kinds of things. Um, but for now, Matt, I think that should do it for us. From Monday here on Dear Old State, we will be back Thursday to discuss all things Penn State, Minnesota, ahead of the big showdown of undefeated teams Saturday afternoon in Minneapolis.